BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Is this thing on? All right, gentlemen, coming to main stage next, this is Bunny. Get up there. She's got a tornado of titties coming your way. Get those dollar bills ready. She's got an ass that shakes like Michael J. Fox. So get up there and throw, throw, throw them dollars. Dude, that is fucking iconic. (laughs) What's up, you sexy motherfuckers? Welcome to another episode of Dumb Blonde. Today, I have had my eye on this girl for a while. Um, I was first intrigued by her honesty of her past and she has just like the most beautiful story that we will definitely get into Kay Jenkins how are you baby I'm so good uh, I'm adapting to my new environment dude um, we're here in Miami <laughs> we are here in Miami it's fucking it I literally walked outside this morning and it feels like I'm in a fucking blow dryer it's wet it's, <laughs> it's moist, wet. It's very moist. <laughs> everybody loves that word yeah. um okay so I, you have such a, a, a massive story. Mm. Let's go ahead and start from the beginning. So you are actually from Utah, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. No, I'm not Mormon. Oh. <laughs> that was my that's next always, question. That's always the first thing I get asked. Um, and also people are just surprised because mm. I don't think a lot of authenticity comes from that state. Which At is all. exactly why I had to remove myself from that environment. Um, Were you born there? I'm born and raised. Uh, what part? Um, Salt Lake City. Okay, Salt Lake. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. So um, just grew up in a trailer park, middle of Salt Lake City, Utah, with um, my my mom and my brother. I love that. I grew um, up in a trailer, too. Yeah. I mean, hey, <laughs> come out the mud. And you know? here we are. <laughs> here we are. <laughs> um, so, I mean, what, what do you want to know? So <laughs> you grew up in a trailer park, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, I you posted a couple of, like, mug shots and stuff yeah. like that. So <laughs> as a child, would you, would you say that you were, like, a troubled teen out there? Yeah, absolutely. Um, my brother was the favorited child. Mm-hmm. So I was constantly craving attention from my mom um and my dad was completely absent so i was kind of invisible so i was constantly Mm -hmm. trying to lash out so that i could be noticed right Right. and so i think now even being who i am today my the one thing i'm constantly seeking is validation right it's really fucked up but at least i'm aware of it i think we all are i think all of us on fucking instagram that have like huge followings and Mm -hmm. shit we've invested in ourselves and our Mm -hmm. narcissism a little bit you know um so when you were getting in trouble when when did you start getting in trouble how about Um, that i got my first alcohol ticket when i was 13 years old alcohol ticket what Mm -hmm. exactly is an alcohol ticket (laughs) they they had them out like candy in utah (laughs) so it's like an underage drinking ticket. okay gotcha so um 
you know, I'm 13 and I'm drinking a bottle of Everclear at a party playing oh, beer pong. Those were the yeah, days. days, right? Yeah. yeah. And um, so I, after that, over the course of the next five years, um, from 13 to 17, I actually accumulated 12 underage drinking tickets. Wow. And so that's when... You were on a mission. Yeah, I, I was. Um, and honestly, no one even wanted to party, party with me after that. Yeah. They're like, Jenkins is here. <laughs> the cops are coming. Yeah. I didn't get invited anywhere anymore because everyone <laughs> knew I was. we were getting caught if you were with me. So right. I think the universe just really had a larger plan for me. And, mm-hmm. it re- and I had to learn that lesson over and over again in order to, to really they say let the, it stick. They say the lesson keeps happening until you learn, mm-hmm. you know, the lesson. Yeah. Right, the, the problem keeps happening until you learn the lesson. Mm-hmm. Um, when did alcohol turn into drugs for you? Uh, but probably mid 15 to 16, I was going to raves and oh, sneaking in half naked, going around asking guys if they had pills. Like, yeah. what the fuck? No, I was. I would have beat the too. fuck out of myself. Like, no, <laughs> if my daughter ever behaves that way, she's going to boot camp. Yeah, no, I, I <laughs> trust me. I have a 13 year old right now, and she wants to grow up so bad, and I'm just like, bro please i'm like calm down you have plenty of time for that yeah um so going to raves and stuff so what was your drug of choice ecstasy honestly anything i could get my hands on i dabbled in a lot of i've done i mean i did cocaine i did a lot of ecstasy Mm. um i even tried meth and heroin once Mm. um just because of the guys i was hanging out with it never stuck i always knew that that wasn't something i wanted to do after reflecting um how did heroin make you feel um, Cause they say that the first time you do it, you're either hooked or you're not. Exactly. And I was sick. Um, and the, the, the reason why I did it was because my brother was actually addicted mm. a couple weeks before his accident and he was using copious amounts of it. And I just saw again, him getting so much attention from my mom, Right. my teenage mind justified, well, if I have a drug problem, maybe she'll pay attention to me. Right. And so that's where I, I thought about that. Was dad in the house at all or was no, you raised by a single he, mom? Um, after my dad's second wife left him, he took us as kids like mm-hmm. on the weekends and stuff. But after his second wife left him, which I cheers her for that because he is the most arrogant man you'll ever meet mm-hmm. in your life. Um, he dipped out. He was gone, you yeah. know, I became a womanizer. And just he only ever wanted to see Kyler and I when it was showing us off to his new girlfriend. We were trophies oh. um, and making him look good. Yeah. You know, but we I always made him look bad because we're like, we haven't seen him in how long? And <laughs> you guys you were are. honest. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like, hey, dad, nice to see you again. And you wonder why he's single in the next week. You Aww. know, it was always our fault. No, that's so. how my dad is. My dad is a complete womanizer, dude. Like, mm-hmm. it's insane. Um, okay, so you said before your brother's accident. That's mm-hmm. another thing I wanted to get mm-hmm. to. That's like a mon- monumental yes. thing in your life yes. right now. So he's your older brother. Yes. You guys are, he's had a drug problem. You guys are partying together. Mm-hmm. He was the favorite child. Mm-hmm. what happened well so I'll, I'll rewind just a bit um so after my 12th drinking ticket I actually got taken away from my mom and put into state's custody yeah. um because they just looked at her as unfit mm-hmm. which you know was relevant um because I had no um structure at right. home I had no punishment at all right and I could do whatever I wanted and so um when I got taken away from my mom, I was in state's custody for a year and a half. Oh, wow. So I lived in solitary confinement. I was in group home to group home. I was in um, multiple different detention centers um mm. and then um treatment pro- then they eventually evolved me into a treatment program that's got to be traumatic yeah. how old were you uh, i was 17 when they finally took me i didn't get out until you're I was like almost literally 19. about so they didn't let you out when no. you were 18 they can keep you till you're 21 
Wow, I didn't yeah. know that. Well, in the state of Utah, it might be different in other states. Yeah, in Vegas, I think it's 18, right? Yeah, they, they'll like just 18. say goodbye. And and typically, it would be, right? Um, they try, but I think with my case, they did see potential in me. And yeah. at first, I fought it so fucking hard. I yeah. was like, <laughs> I'm going to sit here and do what I want, and I'm yeah. not going to take any of the things. I didn't go through therapy, nothing. I called bullshit on my therapist. I was not... But eventually, once I was cut off from society for so long, I knew that if I couldn't beat the system, I had to be the system. Right. And so eventually I did you can't start. Beat them, you can you got to join them. Yeah, exactly. And so I um, eventually just started to work the program. And yeah. as stubborn as I hated it, yeah. it did help me. Yeah. It did help me a lot. And it gave me a lot of clarity. And that's when... Um, as soon as I started to work on getting out my home visits, of course, I had smoked some weed and got in trouble and got set back levels. But mm. I think they invested so much time in in keeping me there because they saw the potential yeah. that I had. They saw that I was smarter. I, and you're headstrong yeah. and you're tenacious. So. Exactly. Compared to a lot of the other girls in there, I, I was actually really blessed. They were mm. on the streets at yeah. 14, heroin, pregnant, you know, mm. gangs, things like that. So yeah. I was like, yo, I was just playing beer pong at a party. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just here to party. I just got here. To, I, that, was, yeah. that was literally why I got locked up. And so I was actually, you know, the pussy white girl because right. I wasn't, I w- wasn't repping a gang or anything like right. that. And so eventually when I got released, um, they actually knew my therapist and them. They, they have to evaluate your home life before they send you home, of course. Right. Um, and that's when my mom's drug use had actually evolved. Um, so did mom use the entire time you were um, growing up? Or yeah, did she it? was a functioning addict, I okay. would say. So she liked her opiates. Okay. And that's why Kyler got addicted to heroin was because oh. as soon as he started stealing her pills, she locked them up. And where do you turn? Which is right, the streets. You get the, the and you get the cheap stuff, which mm-hmm. is heroin. Yep. Um, and things got really bad after his accident that's when I did start like just going off the rails so what happened with his accident and then we'll get into yeah so um so about his accident happened um a couple months before I got taken Mm -hmm. and so uh, we were out at a a party I um it was actually my party that I took him to with a bunch of friends and Kyler just got his first car um he felt high on life Mm -hmm. keep in mind Kyler was everyone's dream guy like I had girls only want to be friends with me in high school because I was Kyler's little sister I barely had a name Mm -hmm. for a really long time and I was cool with it though I loved my big brother I was like I'm Kyler's little sister do you know who I am Uh, you can't fuck with me you know what I mean I can feel the love for your brother (laughs) through all of your posts yeah like it it evokes emotion in me whenever I see that I'm like that he holds a special place in her heart which is why I want you to tell the story of what's going on so people can feel that yeah of course um yeah Kyler and I were writers it's as I mentioned, I didn't, I didn't give him enough credit. So although my mom was extremely neglecting and abusive towards me, the only attention I did get from my mom was when she was hitting me um, mm. because that was the discipline I got. But it was so never So you did grow else. up in an abusive home. Very much so. Okay. Um, but it, no one would have ever known because right. we looked so functionable, right. you know, and because Kyler was so popular. Right. He was quarterback of the football team, point guard of the basketball team. I mm. mean, he it was everyone's star. Yeah. Um, and so... And that's the thing is he was an extremist. Right. So once he got kicked out of school for smoking weed, he got kicked out of the football team and everything. He was like, fuck When's it, his I'm birthday? gonna go for it. He's a Pisces. Okay. So he's uh, March yeah. 
fifth is his they and have my very mom's is the 16th personality so both of them are pisces i grew up with two pisces oh my gosh <laughs> and her birth for everybody who uh, wants to know her birthday your birthday is one day after mine yeah the 23rd the, yeah and mm-hmm. i'm the 22nd and i was a rebel child yeah, i was born a just, rebel without a cause but what we don't realize is our sign is born under karma and rebellion uh, so anything that we rebel against is our karma okay it's crazy so that's gonna follow you with the rest for the rest <laughs> of your she's like fuck my life <laughs> so if i have kids i'm basically fucked. <laughs> yeah okay, pretty great. much <laughs> okay so you guys uh he had his first car yeah he had um and you know after getting kicked out of school he was he's an extremist so when he did something he went for it yeah so when he started using drugs he really fucking went for mm. it um but he did get a job and he got a car and we were going out to celebrate that he got a car we actually did have a dd that night the, um, the designated driver yeah my mm. my stepbrother um which my mom's husband at the time his son and him and Kyler were actually very close in age. And mm-hmm. so we all went out. It was kind of like a family um, with me and a couple of my girlfriends as well. And um, I remember the party specifically because it was, it was a big jungle juice party and everyone was drinking jungle juice. So to this day, I have not drinking it ever again. Oh, my gosh. Um, we, we left probably around 2 a.m. Mm-hmm. Everyone was drunk except for Ben, my stepbrother, who's the designated driver. And um, Kyler got angry for whatever reason. I think he was trying to make out with both my friends in the backseat. And none of them were. They were like, no, we got to pick one. And he was like, no. And so I Pisces, man. Yeah, exactly. So I remember him getting extremely aggressive, like, just give me my fucking keys. Things got kind of blurry, but we were at a gas station getting gas and there was cops a couple of pumps down. And so all my friends, like my girlfriends were like, we're going to go. Like, we're not trying to get alcohol tickets because mm-hmm. <laughs> we've been there. And um, Ben eventually was like, you know what? Fuck it, dude. Here, take the keys. And I remember that very bluntly because that was the last time I really like saw my brother as like him normal you know? yeah that's a word so to use. i was i refused to leave kyler though like i said we were were so close that i just refused I w- everyone was leaving and i'm like i'm going with you and so i remember him peeling out of the gas station um and i was in the back seat and um i started mm. flying around and i'm calling my mom to say, you gotta come get us because kyler's driving drunk and something bad's gonna happen, I know. Oh, I wanna <laughs> hug you. It's okay. <laughs> oh. Sorry, I don't get to tell this story no, a lot. No, so, I, um, this is therapy for you. <laughs> I, um, I, I just, I knew something really bad was gonna happen that night. Mm. And, um, you know, when we hit a yield sign, swerved through the intersection, and the car wrapped completely around a metal pole. But, oh. Because I was in the back seat, I wasn't I wasn't affected. Mm-hmm. And he had whiplash so bad that he ripped his brain stem. Oh my god. And no two brain injuries are the same. Right. So they couldn't tell us, you know, if this happens he'll be better or if you know, we do this, he's gonna get better. Yeah. Um, so Kyler is actually in a coma for six months. Oh my god. And he was on life support for three. And um we didn't really know what his like if he was going to wake up or you know when when you see in the movies people wake up from comas and they're like ah everything's fine um but with a brain injury he oh yeah he couldn't communicate i can't imagine how he felt he was trapped in his own body he yeah. couldn't communicate um but i do remember the day before i actually got arrested 
um, and put into state's custody. Um, God, I walk- you had they took you away from him after that happened. It like was, it was necessary. How though. angry were you though? I would have I been fucking I was just mad. But I would. I, I was really unhealthy because I'd go to the hospital and spend my day with him, and then I'd go out and get drunk to forget about it. Oh, and that it wasn't healthy. You know, I was spiraling in a very. I was going to end up like him. Right. And so when I got my last ticket, the judge we actually had was this Kyler's judge and um, looked at me and said, I, I could have locked your brother. Kyler had a court date two weeks before his accident and oh. they could have locked him up. And she said, I'm not going to let the same thing happen to you that happened to your brother. Oh, my God. So um, and that's when things got really bad with my mom. She started heavily using meth mm. um, to stay awake and make sure that she was taking care of him um it was her way of coping it, too. yeah exactly which you know i don't blame her at that point um but after so long when kyler did wake up like that's all i needed was family mm. you know um and eventually you know the, the doctors did say he would never walk and talk again he was going to be a vegetable the rest of his life or he wouldn't wake up from his coma mm-hmm. and so um he surpassed all those expectations wow. uh that's it, honestly when i really decided i needed to get my life together after you know graduating my program mm-hmm. um i knew that college wasn't an option for me and i really wanted to have time and financial freedom to be able to care for kyler because mm-hmm. at that point my mom was completely out of the picture um actually i should back up <laughs> when i got out i came home to my mom on meth okay and my brother was starving in a basement oh my god he was 80 pounds underweight and he had a doorbell that he would ring to get my mom to come downstairs to take care of him. He couldn't communicate. And I was only there for 48 hours before I, my mom one morning, I, she wasn't answering the doorbell, you know, when I'd go down and check on him, but she did a lot of the maneuvering with taking, like changing him and stuff. And um, she wouldn't answer her phone or her door. So I literally went upstairs and had to kick down her door. I put on my like snow boots mm-hmm. and kicked down the door. How old are you at this time? Um, I was just past 18. Okay. This, this was like literally the, the week I got released from rehab. Yeah. You're like fucking welcome home. Yeah. And I kicked down the door, which, by the way, going in my mom's room growing up, it was kind of like when things were good, that was the spot. Me and Kyler would go crawl into bed with her and chill and watch movies so this new house i hadn't even lived there because they had moved while i was in custody right so i hadn't really like been in my mom's room right which is very weird because you know i was it was an open home with family pictures i got to the house there's no family pictures there's no food in the fridge like things were just weird the energy was really off so when i kicked down the door i actually woke her up she had a cigarette with an ash this long on her chest um and three lines of meth just oh my god on her on her bed stand um i was i didn't really know what to do um but i just looked at her and said you're done this is this has got to stop i didn't just get out of rehab so i could come home to this yeah um and my brother's downstairs starving to death so i immediately called my grandparents um which are her parents they're my heart and soul love graham cracker and my grandpa they actually live on a farm were they always your stability always they didn't know half of what was going on they tried to take me and kyler multiple times Mm -hmm. and we my we didn't want to though because you know we had the freedom right when you're a kid you have yeah you when you're a kid you have you want to go where the coolest situation is and when we 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 knew if we lived with grandma and grandpa we were going to have strict rules because my mom always had that growing up they were very strict with her you know um and so when they came in they actually lived three hours outside of salt lake city Mm -hmm. they have a farm it's our family farm and um 
they got there within literally two hours they drove so fast they came in we called the ambulance we had called the cops we got kyler removed out of the situation immediately the next day or the next week they had actually been evicted from the property they weren't paying rent um your my mom. mom's co- yeah, your my mom, mom yeah, my mom and her, um, my stepfather, okay. her husband. He sounds like um, a real winner too to yeah, let his he, wife like that. <laughs> he was out of town working. They were using together. Honestly, that's when things got really bad with my mom was when she married her third husband. Okay. Um, because when I was a kid, her second husband robbed a bank with me in the car. Nice. And then she ended up marrying his husband. Where her, did all your husband. mom's trauma come from? Is what I. Your I mom obviously know. had something happen to I her. Think she to, wanted to rebel. So she okay. liked the bad boys because grandma and grandpa didn't let her gotcha. have that freedom growing up. So okay. after Darren got arrested with me in the car, by the way, there's still a report on Google. You can go read it. Um, <laughs> I was a 10 year old girl who um, her stepdad robbed, picked me up from school, went to the bank. And then he slid the note to the bank teller on the back of our car registration. Oh, nice. So it had his name. <laughs> what an idiot. Well, he was coked out. Right. You know what okay. I mean? Okay. So when he went away, guess who mom married? His brother. His best friend. Oh, oh even better, God. right? <laughs> so it's been a whole journey. And then um, when grandma and grandpa got there and got Kyler out of that situation, that was really the determining factor where, right, I, where you were like, oh. I was so because they invited me to go to Vernal. Um, which is a very small town. They live on 80 acres and there's nothing out there. Right. Um, but I'd have a st- stable place to live and be safe. Um, but that was really when I decided that I I knew I was meant for something great. Yeah. Like um, the universe. All this heartache. Yeah. The, the universe saved me that night for a reason. Mm-hmm. Um, and it also put me through that program to learn the life skills that I needed that I wasn't learning out like at home. Right. Uh, to how to be a woman. Like yes. how to, you know balance my checkbook and yes. how to be you know like a like a, a sophisticated adult and so that's like i literally um had like seven hundred dollars saved up i went and registered myself in real estate school mm-hmm. i finished that within three months i started working at a brokerage as a transaction coordinator and executive assistant and i went for it yeah. i knew that real estate was what i wanted to do and i immediately started paying for physical speech and occupational therapy so that kyler could have the best care possible mm-hmm. um and after that i mean he's now fluent in sign language Yay. um he's completely coherent he's still definitely him inside um He'll can never he talk be the same. or no? He he can make noise, right? But he can't fully formulate words. Gotcha. Um, and that's just because when you the when brain, you, the brain, yeah. it, it has to rewire itself. Ugh. And so um, after so long, though, insurance cut him off because he wasn't progressing at the rate that they wanted. Insurance him to. is such a fucking scam, dude. A scam. That's a whole nother fucking subject. But yeah, they um they, he didn't he didn't get his best shot. That's for sure. Yeah. And so that's when I knew like I needed to step up because my grandparents weren't going to have the means to do it. What a lot to take I, on, you know, you know yeah. at such a young age. That's got to be heavy yeah. to have to know that you're not only are you responsible for your sobriety, for mm-hmm. your growth, mm-hmm. for yourself, mm-hmm. but you also are, have to worry about Kyler, too, you know, yeah. and have to worry about how he's living and what's yeah. going on with him. So, well, and that, I think that's the thing is all that pressure. I didn't even think about like relapsing. I you know you couldn't I, like I, in I, your it mind really wasn't like, even like I, a thing an because I, I looked at the quality of my life mm-hmm. from where i was at um you know previously to 
where I was at then and how I felt about myself right. and just the confidence and really wanting to sell real estate. I think yeah. real estate saved my life. It's like your passion. It really did. I, mm-hmm. I, I my idol, if people ask me my idols, it's literally like Paul Benson. He's the yeah. number one agent in Utah. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I like, we talk real estate and I'm like, I get off on that. Yeah. Like, I get so Business. excited, you know? Yeah. Um, but then that's, you know, when I started being a top producer, I got, you know, I was the youngest producing agent in the entire West Coast division of my company. Um, and everyone doubted me because mm. I was sexy and because I was different. Don't you hate that? And because I was different, especially in Utah though, mm. the culture, you know, mm. I'm walking in in a short little skirt and I'm ready to close a deal. And these guys are like, whoa, I'm really uncomfortable yeah. right now. You know? Fun fact, I did real estate too when I was around your age. Uh-huh. And I ended up having to sue the company for sexual harassment because my boss would not leave me alone. Oh, my god. Yeah, goodness. no, it's a it's a very cutthroat industry that mm-hmm. you're in. And people and very male-dominated, very oh, yeah. ego, ego-ran. But I feel like the women now are coming in and we're just coming, like, what's up, motherfuckers? Hat. Yeah, we yeah. are. So, and, and I'm doing my research out here um, because I'm going to start joining a luxury brokerage. And some of the... Like the, literally three of the top producers out here are females. Yeah, it's because they're sharks. Amazing. You know what I mean? And yes. they're. Um, I think we have the ability, women in general, to appeal to both women and men. And men. Yep. The thing with men is they can come off very harsh, so it's not appealing to both sexes. No. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I've honestly. Um, I've really loved my journey in real estate because mm-hmm. it's also allowed me to explore my other passions in life, um, you know, and get the work done that I've had on my body. So mm-hmm. I have my ideology of how I look now. Well, let's let's rewind real quick. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, so after you started doing really good in the, the the real estate world, did you have work done while you were in Utah? Oh yeah, everything okay. was done in Utah. <laughs> okay, so you started getting work done on yeah. your body and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. then did you were you doing the IG thing while you were living in Utah? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So let's I talk. just wasn't really on the map, but yeah. Right. Let's talk about that. So mm-hmm. when we, so you first started getting your body done, your her body's beautiful, by the way. <laughs> Thank you. Um, she, she's the only other girl that I've seen who ha, who's kind of built like me, like with the hips and oh, everything. That's on, yeah. yeah that, that's on, uh, on, on IG. Um, you so you started like modeling while you were doing real estate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about that. Well, I um so actually I started getting my body done. Well, I okay. <laughs> I bagged a sugar daddy. Yeah. So that helped. We love Yay! sugar daddies. <laughs> because I had spent I had put thousands and thousands of dollars into Kyler's care, which right. I would do it ten times over again. Absolutely. But I didn't leave a lot for myself. Mm. And um I it was so weird the universe like put this man in my path. Mm. I more so as like an investor. He mm-hmm. wanted to see me succeed. He helped me build my real estate website. That's a, real, just to pause real quick, a mm-hmm. lot of people don't realize that the sugar baby, sugar daddy relationship isn't just about sex. It's not. Like a lot of the times, especially men that have a lot of money, they want to make you a better human. A hu- yeah. And it, help it's, you it's with your goals. Give back. Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't be the businesswoman that I am today without that. You're almost like a project mm-hmm. to exactly. them, you know? Exactly. And um, he invested a lot into helping me succeed. And I damn well earned it, though. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Um, and I was still producing. So everything yeah. that I got from him, I, I implemented it into my own business. Yes. And into um, everything that I had. I, I bought a beautiful home, my dream car, my dream body. Um, and made sure my family was very, very, very well taken yeah. care of at that, that point. That was God I blessing had, you yeah, for it, all of your... It came back. It mm-hmm. lifted this like weight off my shoulders where I could breathe. Because yeah. for literally five years, I couldn't breathe. No, no one offered to help. I wasn't. I had a serious relationship. 
he, his family loved me and they did take me in and help me. But him as an individual never was like, hey, let me lighten the load a little bit. That's what can I do to help? Man. When he yeah. was very well off, <laughs> you know? Wow. So it's like you just see the difference in men. And I also. Oh, yeah. That's why I married my husband because yeah. he's the first man that I ever met that was like, yo, let's do this together. I, you know, I'm going to lift you up while you mm-hmm. lift me up. Yeah. Exactly. It's I never had that dating dudes in Vegas. Oh, God. It <laughs> no. was fucking slumming it it was I, crazy i can only imagine um and i i was i i loved my arrangement because mm-hmm. it helps me realize what kind of man i actually wanted in mm-hmm. my in my real relationship yes. right someone who was dominant and caring mm-hmm. and um nurturing and, and also like let me have my standards for myself yes it's, it's very much so hired like my standards and expectations mm-hmm. for what I want for myself and for the person I give my time and energy to. Absolutely. Um, and so, okay, we he invested in me. I got, I spent all of 2020, by the way, everyone was, you know, upset about the pandemic. I was getting a body. <laughs> so, <laughs> Listen, so. we, we fucking, we blew, we blew up in the quarantine. I so I'm, I'm always yeah. like. If you weren't hustling during that time. You were not doing what you were you, supposed to exactly. do. Exactly. Yeah. If you didn't make a lot of fucking money or make huge growths personally, mm-hmm. physically, emotionally during 2020 you were sleeping yeah to set yourself up like because now things are skyrocketing again yeah you know and so i did i had um four bbls yay and my breasts done you look amazing though most girls who have had that much work done don't look that good they look you like you still look natural that was the goal yeah and i didn't have well actually i was I got in a lot of shape before I had my surgery. So a lot of girls don't. And so that's why they have so much fat to put back there. I didn't. I was very in shape. He's like, where the fuck do you want me to take this from? (laughs) I'm like getting creative under my armpits and crazy (laughs) stuff. Um, But I also, I I designed my body particularly to have the wide hips. Yes. A lot of girls do put it it all in the back. Mm -hmm. And I just, I don't, I didn't really like that aesthetic Mm -hmm. for me. I've always had white hips. And so I really just wanted to accentuate that. Yes. I always had wide hips too. Yeah. And so I, um, and so now I um, love my body. Mm. I'm so proud of it. I actually had the fat buckle removed out of my cheeks as well I to kind of slim everything out. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, when I share my mug shots and everyone's like, it's oh, crazy. it's all plastic surgery. And I'm like, yeah, but it's also mental. Like it actually, I'm so 90% tired. of it's mental because if I didn't, if I didn't reach the mindset that I had, yeah. um, to be able to love myself enough to make that investment mm-hmm. in the way that I present myself, none of it would have happened absolutely money or not sugar daddy or not i couldn't agree more i literally posted a thing about my domestic violence on tiktok and it it's almost to like a million views and you wouldn't believe the amount of people who are like oh that's makeup oh you got plastic surgery like they anybody will try to discredit your hard work and when it, they're not doing the work themselves at all it's literally deflected. they're at home sitting <laughs> fucking eating cheetos fucking yelling out there beating their wife yep. talking shit you know like these motherfuckers like never let anybody dull your shine because these trolls literally live for that shit so you started getting your body done when did you decide to move to miami well, um, I, me and my, you know, previous arrangement, we decided to part ways. Um, he was a big politician. And so with the election and everything coming up and being in a conservative state, it was he had to lay low. Yeah. So I understood that, um, which I got my settlement and walked away because mm-hmm. that's how things work. Yeah. So when I got my settlement, I decided. Um, I know, love that you're so honest about it because most <laughs> girls would lie and be like, oh, I did this or I, you know, I got no, money this way. No. Yeah. <laughs> so Dick dick for an outfit. Dick. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, most girls wouldn't be that honest and say, oh, you know, I got a settlement, so I set myself up. Like, girls wouldn't say that. So yeah. I think that's really endearing. Well, it was, it was, 
um, it was kind of our, we had actually previously agreed upon that. If, if anything were to ever end, um, he would pay me a certain amount to walk away quietly. Right. Yeah. Because he was married. I'm yeah. going to be very honest about that. Yeah. But again, in a very conservative relationship or environment, mm-hmm. these men aren't even, they only, they, they get sex once a year. Yeah. Or just to reproduce. Yeah. You know what I mean? He hadn't been with his wife in almost 12 years. Wow. And I'm like, I will take very good care of you. <laughs> You're like, okay. come on down. Come so, on to my house, to my Yeah, house. exactly. So he yeah. actually, honestly, um, talked about wanting to I'm sure he marry you. me. You know, for a long time, he was like, well, would you be open to that? I'll, you'll never have to worry about anything ever again. No. And I'm like, as great as that sounds, I don't want to be rescued. Mm-mm. You know, uh, I said, maybe when I'm 35, 40, mm-hmm. and if we revisit the situation and I haven't met someone, because he, he's an amazing man. I, yeah. would t- I would do it in a heartbeat if I was in a position with age. And yeah. I just want to accomplish certain things. Yeah. So, um, yeah, when I got that, I just decided that I... I wasn't meant to be in Utah anymore. Right. You know, I was the only girl with a body mm-hmm. getting plastic surgery done. And believe me, I've got a, an I hate K fan club on Twitter <sighs> of these girls just so upset. And they're from high school. Like, I literally haven't seen them since high school. And Imagine having that much time in the day. But they were, they're bullied. It's funny. They, they're, they're, they're upset because they bullied me and right. called me ugly and broke because I didn't have any of the nice things. I didn't get a car. My daddy didn't buy me a car when I was 16. You know, I yeah. had to wait till I was 24. But, your daddy but my daddy bought me a real car. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> yeah. so I, you know, I had to wait, but the payoff was longer because all these pretty girls were cute in high school. And now, now they're, they're all working like at coffee donkeys. shops and they look yep. like swamp donkeys. Yep. And here I am on the cover of magazines. Yeah. And traveling and just the world. Sick. Exactly. And they're and they're really upset. Mm-hmm. And the funny thing is, though, is I'm not even bitter about it. I actually genuinely feel bad for these women. Yeah. You know, I, well, I really hope that it gets better. So honestly, that just got really bad. I actually had um, a company attempt to sue me for half a million dollars. For what? Um, it was a blow dry company, mm-hmm. um, blow dry bar. I was giving them like 90% of their business. And one of their employees, who is a cute little gay boy, um, started harassing me because I wouldn't like mentor him and tell him that, like he wanted to my body, he wanted makeup and, and to cling on to me. And one time I just said, baby, you got to step the fuck yeah, back. Yeah, relax. So I put him in his place. He was a receptionist. And after that, he went crazy. He was making fake accounts. He was harassing me, blasting me all over Snapchat craziness. And I'm like, I, just because I told you no? Wow. You know, like a stubborn little boy. Wow. So anyways, Typical I Typical man, yeah. even if he's gay. <laughs> <laughs> so I went, to the, I went to the owner of the blow dry company. It was like, look, your employee is harassing me. I would really like to terminate our agreement if you're not going to do anything about it. Because yeah. she did refuse. She was like... That happened outside of my work environment, wow. so it has nothing to do with me. I'm like, mm. but that still we'll represents yeah. your exactly. company, exactly. You know, like if if Mimi or Monica was bullying somebody and they came to me, I would have that's to address a direct representation that. Yeah, of absolutely. You, you know what I mean? And and that's why you got to be careful and selective mm-hmm. about who you let represent your brand. Absolutely. Um. And so, long story short, I a lot of people noticed I wasn't going there anymore because I was posting twice a week. Mm-hmm. I was going to get blowouts. I was, you know, full blown thing. And um. So I did one of those questionnaires on Instagram mm-hmm. and um, I, someone asked about it. And so I you were went honest. to the point, just said I was being harassed. The owner refused to do something about it. So I terminated the relationship. Literally, which is professional one, two, as points. fuck. I didn't yeah. say anything. I wasn't like, I quit doing that a long time ago. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I'm a grown ass woman, yeah. but when someone asks me something, I will point blank, you know, tell the truth. Absolutely. And so they took that as slander. 
but honestly they were just waiting they they were no they Mm -hmm. were they were waiting for that and um they they were already they were already doing so badly Right. without my business even mm-hmm. three weeks of me not being there they were like damn like because it was called the bougie blow dry bar yeah and are we allowed to went, mention them yeah <laughs> okay yeah, i am oh i'm done now yeah um they had no grounds to stand on whatsoever right. i got served papers so for almost a whole year i was there i was like nine months i was dealing with i had to pay a lawyer because if I didn't, if I didn't handle it pr- correctly, I mm-hmm. could be liable for that money, right? Right. So they were just hoping that I wouldn't be smart enough right. to handle it the right Absolutely. way. And so, um, honestly, once that was done and things ended with my everything, You're I just like I've had enough like, of this fucking city. I'm good. I'm yeah. free. Like you know what I mean. I'm just I and and also my mom started to. Um, you know, to first full circle back, my mom is clean for five Yay, years. Mom. Um, she is, you know, bipolar, schizophrenic. Mm. So she so my mom. Yeah. She has to be heavily medicated, mm-hmm. but as long as she has her medication and she's in her routine, yep. um, she does really well. And Yay. she is, I, I, I'm actually overwhelmed with gratitude that my mom is who she is right now because Good. she is she's done everything she can to make up for it yeah because she knows she was a bad mom and Aww. she knows that she neglected me and that little girl inside of you needs that yeah and she just i and i just now i love her so much oh. i love her so much <laughs> you guys are gonna make me fucking <laughs> cry <laughs> she just um so she actually you know i had an i started spending a lot of time with her i'd go get her we'd go to get our nails done and i just felt like I was that little girl who like Mm. had a mom, you know what I mean? And so I kind of fell off grid. I didn't go out a lot anymore. I was really just focused on Kyler's care, selling a lot of real estate and being with my mom again, because I didn't really get that time with her. And, but also with all that other stuff going on, I just knew that I wasn't meant to be in Utah the rest of my life. And so I, um, actually, went to jamaica for the paradise challenge mm-hmm. yeah yeah, yeah. Um, I those with all the black time. tape project mm-hmm. yeah. and um it changed my life yeah i met so many incredible people i actually started a new instagram two weeks before i went mm-hmm. and um i met some of the most amazing people in yeah the world. and they were most 90 percent of them were from miami yeah and they're all like utah <laughs> yeah because <laughs> you don't look like you're from utah at no, all no so they they were extremely surprised and i just like i was so inspired i came back and was like i'm i'm going yes but i'm not but i had already tried la once when i was 21 I for like three months yeah. it chewed me up spit me out it was yeah. like no you're not meant to be here mm-hmm. LA <laughs> which it's too liberal for me anyway. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, and it's just, it, LA, I feel like, has just a dark cloud over it. There's just it really so much hate yeah. and anger and anguish and hurt. Overcrowded. And toxicity too. there. Yeah. It's crazy. Exactly. Mm. Well, and I had to start, like, calculating. I was like, okay, so what's going to be, you know, the the smartest decision to? Because I'm yeah. not trying to just pick up and be like, peace, you know, because then that's when you fail. Right. You have to formulate a plan, mm-hmm. map out your steps, and make it happen. So um, I started thinking, okay, where can I sell more? multi-million dollar real estate because I had only reached like maybe a mill in Utah. Yeah. Unless I wanted to go put on a turtleneck and pretend to be somebody I wasn't, right. I could have went to Park City and sold that real estate, but I didn't. Yeah. So I had to think about where can I sell um, very high end property and where can I still model? Yeah. Because I'm a really fucking good model. Yeah. No, I mean, your pictures, I send them to Mimi all the time and they're just gorgeous. Thank you. I'm like, Thank dude, you. look how pretty she is. <laughs> yeah, they're amazing. Yeah. I, um, so, and that's when I really started to level up in my modeling too because of the photographers that I've had on my vision mm. board for so long but never had access to mm-hmm. because I was in Utah. Yeah. I was like, wow, these people are like accessible. Yeah. 
and reachable all i have to do is like be somewhere be somewhere and and have the the courage to go put myself in front of them yeah because you know um you know secret agents don't sell so you you have to make yourself known Mm -hmm. and so that's um really when i started thinking about the best place for me i thought about vegas thought about scottsdale even because i love scottsdale yeah it's fucking hot as shit yeah (laughs) and it was still on the west coast too but i really miami just spoke to me Mm -hmm. and i and i have you you have so much life left that you could literally do miami for a year or two or you know and and then then go somewhere else that you want to go you know so it's not like you're you're like a little butterfly right now. Yeah, you're I, just I, <laughs> spreading your well, wings. Well, I, I was tied down for a really long time um, because I had an obligation um, to my bride. I wouldn't say obligation. Let me correct that. I understand. I what had you're a a commitment right. to ensure that my brother was taken care mm-hmm. of, and I couldn't leave until I knew that he would have that support that was necessary for him to feel loved. And right. so, like I was getting back with my mom, you know, when her and I started to get closer, and I told her I was going to leave. Um. I, I kind of I asked her, Mom, can you can you step up? Yeah. I've been doing this it's for seven time. years now. I've been doing, and you're a disability. You don't work. Mm-hmm. You're so is Kyler. You know what I mean. You yeah. guys can eat each other. Yeah. And I will make sure you guys are very well taken care of. But I'm not going to be able to provide the lifestyle that I want for both of you and myself here mm-hmm. in Utah. Yeah. I've I've reached my full capacity. Yeah. So let me go spread my wings and fly, and I can I promise you I will have Grandpa retired on the family farm and a house bought for you guys, mm-hmm. handicapped equipped mm-hmm. so that you guys can all just be together and I will, everything will be taken care of. Yeah. And so just she, be a mom. yeah, she just was like, okay, Aww. you know, she, she's like, okay, <laughs> what do you want me to do? So I bought her a car before I left yeah. and, um, you know, she gets to go two or three times a week. And they actually had closed down his entire facility for a whole year, COVID, because mm. he's in respiratory. Right. So the whole facility was shut down for a year. So I actually got to go be with him for about two months before I left. Mm. So this was last sept- um, October that I had made the decision to leave. Right. And I knew that I was going to come in spring. Right. Um, so I came out for my birthday in January, did some house shopping. Um, and I, I found the perfect place, mm-hmm. and I went home and, and tied everything up, and here I am today. Here you so. are. Like, what a yeah. fucking insane story, though. Yeah. Like, you literally rose from ashes. Mm-hmm. What would you say to a little girl that is in the same situation that you were in? If you could look back at you when you were going through all that, what would you need to hear? I mean, really? You want me to say it? Yeah, of course. <laughs> uh, nobody cares. Work harder. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's real, though. But really, though, because for a long time, I threw myself a pity party. Mm-hmm. No one was attending but me. Yep. And and now that's why I'm so blunt to the point. Like, if I fuck up, I hold myself accountable immediately. I'm like, you're the one that did this. You need to work harder. This is what you need to do. Mm-hmm. Do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Don't yep. talk about it. Be about it. No, I, and I so that. I guess I have the on, same attitude. On the on harsh everything. side, that's really what I would say. But also, um, I mean, I think a reassurance that it's always extremely dark before it gets very bright. Absolutely. And so all of this was meant for something very very big if you allow it to yeah because you've got you've got a choice it's either going to make you or it's, gonna break or it's you. going to break you mm-hmm. and that that term has never been more relevant than it is now because you know if you choose to be a product of your circumstances you can't blame anybody else but yourself yeah, if you're you gonna, can't even be mad at your parents anymore it was your choice because once you get to a certain age 
Mm-hmm. We know right from wrong. If you're going <laughs> to swim and being a victim, you're going to stay there. You're literally going to drown and just be a victim. But exactly. if you choose to rise up above the water and just fucking kick ass, you're you're going to make something of yourself. As long as you learn from your your life, which you definitely have. Mm-hmm. Um, you've been having problems with Instagram. <laughs> they hate me. Dude, this poor baby. I, bring, I, I have so many of the IG girls come on and literally like... It, you you poor baby. So they deleted her account. You got it back, and then they deleted it again. Well, so. I got extorted. So they they um, the hacker who got my account back sent me a text last Friday and said, "Rip to your Instagram account." And I'm like, "What do you mean?" He's like, "Pay me two thousand dollars right now, or I'm going to permanently delete you." And I was like, "Have a great day." Like, was I, it, <laughs> is it was he front in this country? Yeah. His name is Anthony Carlson. <laughs> I, <laughs> ladies, do not buy from Anthony Carlson. Okay. I will. I actually wanted to like blast him yeah. because I have all the information, but like I also didn't want because I had been building my backup. I didn't want to target my backup, right? And like blast him. But then it's like, okay, then he'll take down that one. Yeah. You know what I mean. And so at this point, I also think um, once you mess with a hacker, yeah. It's game You're over. Done. Game yeah. over. It's you know, totally once you start over. buying, and then this is another thing, like once you start buying engagement or verifications or or doing anything that's not legitimate, mm-hmm. you fuck yourself. Yeah. And so um, for me, I had worked extremely hard to build very raw and, and authentic engagement. I mean, I you know, I'm at 60,000 followers, but I'm getting 10 to 15,000 likes mm-hmm. of people who are fully invested in me, yep. seeing me evolve in my in my modeling career, mm-hmm. right? And then slaying houses on the side. Like mm-hmm. they were they were loving it, you yeah. know? Um and and so but as soon as you like I said, as soon as you, you know, dabble and and as soon as it was gone, I should have just handled with Instagram directly. Right. You start fucking with someone who's not with yep. Instagram or those forms that they make you fill yeah. out. <laughs> <laughs> You're screwed. You yeah. know? So I actually just, um, I heard from someone today, they said that my account is recoverable. Yay. But at this point, I just don't even know if I want it. I yeah. really don't. It's because like it's already the targeted. Old. It's yeah. targeted. And it's like, it's so much stress trying, because the first time it was gone, guys, Hmm. I was like, I'm picking my shit up and going back <laughs> to Utah. You guys are yeah. fucking assholes. Because I really thought, like, that's my livelihood. You know right. what I mean? My sources of income, my leads, my network, my database. People don't realize how much we fucking invest in our profiles, in dude. Yeah, they exactly. think we're just posting pictures for fun. And it's like, no, mm. we are building a brand. I'm sharing a message with yeah. the world. I'm inspiring. You yeah. know what I mean, whatever, whoever's doing it, like the way you do yours, yep. you know, people are invested mm. in you and yep. seeing you succeed in your podcast and everything else, your family. Mm-hmm. all of it mm-hmm. you know and so for even me like Kyler, even Kyler people yeah. are like how's Kyler is he you know is he doing well since your move they're checking yeah. in on me to make sure I'm alive because yeah. I'm in a new city completely alone I yep. packed up my entire life and shipped myself across the country with nobody here which is so but admirable me, though you know yeah and so I think honestly at this point with Instagram <laughs> They can keep it. <laughs> She's like, fuck it. I don't they care. They can keep it. Because here's the thing. Um, like I said, I had just started that account mm-hmm. um, back in September before I mo- before I went to the Paradise Challenge. Right, right, right. And I built it in the last nine months to 70K. Yeah. All organic. Yeah. That's re- I think that's amazing. Yeah. Some people have had their accounts for 10 plus years. Yeah. And it's taken forever. Me. So, yes. Yeah. I literally, it took me nine years 
to get fucking verified. Oh my God. Didn't matter how many articles I had, which I never paid for articles. Yeah. Didn't matter how many articles I had. Didn't matter that I was married to a rapper. Didn't matter <laughs> fucking anything, dude. Instagram did not want to give me verification. It took us getting our TV show to fucking get me verified. That's so crazy. Insane, right? Yeah. I'm like, dude, it's. I think they pick and choose, though. Oh, they, they do. They like, they like. They like skinny bitches. <laughs> Dude, I don't know because there's a, there's a girl, one of your friends, her account is fucking huge and she's literally half naked all the time and I'm not being a hater. I love bitches, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm like, how are you going to take Viking Barbie's account and leave that account exactly. up? You know, it's just oh, crazy. Trust me. So... Okay, the yes. story is amazing, <laughs> and you. I want to keep having you coming back of course. all the time. I want to check in with you. We oh, we come out to Miami, so you know maybe we'll have you. I want to go like, to Nashville though, dude. Come, come out and hang out with you. You would love Bring it. Bring up a little countryside, dude. You, know? you would yeah, love it. The boys out there. You yeah. and Mo needs a, a, a friend to party swing with. Dancing. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. <laughs> I want to bring you back on. So I mean, of if course. you want to come to Nashville, you can come see our studio out in Nashville too. Just I love everything about you, and I love what you're doing, and I'm so excited to. To see where this Miami yeah. venture goes for you. I'm yeah. so excited to see the growth out here with you. Just, you know, spreading your wings, becoming a little butterfly. Thank you so much. I want to see, I want to keep up with Kyler and all that stuff, dude. Like, you have a really good story. Have you ever thought about writing a book? Yeah, I'm going to get a ghostwriter, though, because my attention span, you I know. I tried. But I, I literally <laughs> wrote three chapters, and I'm like, I can't this do this. This is annoying. Yeah. But a ghostwriter, <laughs> you can just send voice notes, and they put everything together. Yeah. It's still my word. So I, that is going to come. Unapologetically self-expressed will be my book yes from beginning to end i just i feel like i want to get to a certain threshold to where the, the ending is better yeah what do <laughs> we what what can we expect from k in the next year um i will be one of the top producing agents in miami yes ma'am um, i'm going to sell a multi-million dollar property that's honestly what my focus is right now yes um i actually take my exam on friday wish me luck guys um it's a lot of you know rehearse stuff because i did it in utah for so long but it's a different playing field out here so i'm actually going to step back from shooting for a little while Mm because i've got a lot of content on deck um and i'm rebuilding my portfolio because i had to start from scratch so in the next year you guys will see me on the cover of multiple magazines um you just got one you just got one adult star came out yes and then i'm actually going to be in rogue Mm -hmm. uh, on the cover of rogue Mm -hmm. in um august and then um ajk and i are working on some playboy mexico stuff oh dude you need to be in play Boy. I know you are I'm like the I- yeah. you are <laughs> you are like the ideal Playboy, and you're what they need to bring back the body, exactly. you know, because exactly. I feel like they got so far away from mm-hmm. like women, exactly. you know. Now they have like, and we're not bashing anybody. I love all bodies, but I just yeah. feel like Playboy is the essence of woman, and exactly. woman is hips and curves and booties mm-hmm. and boobs, you know. Yeah, exactly. So I feel like they got away from that, but I can't. I'm excited to all see all of that's coming. So thank you so much for yeah, your time dude. and energy and, Absolutely. Ha- and the opportunity. I'm really grateful. Why don't you tell people where they can find you uh, my instagram is at k jenkins k-a-y-j-e-n-k-i-n-s dot tv mm-hmm. i used to be dot co okay <laughs> <laughs> but it's uh, k jenkins dot tv yay and you guys need to go check out her profile because she's hot and she does not disappoint and you engage with everybody too yeah. which i think is really cool I try to yes yeah. all right well thank you guys for listening to another episode of dumb blonde i will see you guys next week bye